Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic by Monster Leave Me Home. Chapter 3 Blaze and Ginny They didn't talk about the kiss. When Draco woke up the next morning, Hermione was already packing. He was still in his dress shirt and trousers, now thoroughly rumpled. He rambled on about plans and what to get Blaze and Ginny for their wedding. Granger, and I really should be getting back to check on Crookshanks and have a lot of stuff to catch up on before work tomorrow. Granger, so you'll be fine operating home by yourself. She looked almost manic. Shouldn't we be seen leaving together? He rubbed the sleep from his eyes. Yes, I suppose you're right. She stopped her whirlwind of motion, placing her hands on her hips. He got up of bed and walked towards her, putting his hands on her shoulders. Everything is going to be okay, Granger. Take a deep breath. She did. That was three days ago. He'd noticed that since then, Hermione had kept their lunch conversations mostly superficial. Maybe she was on to him, and she didn't feel the same way. Maybe she was trying to discourage his growing attachment to her. He frowned over his burrata salad. Hermione, he started, and she whipped her head up, since he rarely used her first name. Is something wrong? She swallowed her bite of chicken sandwich. What? No, why would something be wrong? You've been distant the past few days. He dropped his voice to just above a whisper. Do you want to call it off early? Because if you're uncomfortable, we... No, that's not it, she interrupted. It's just, this has been a little bit harder than I thought it would be. If it's about the kiss, I'm sorry. I can not do it again. Draco drummed his fingers nervously on the table, waiting for her reaction. No, the kiss was lovely. Very convincing. Maybe too convincing. She dropped her eyes to her food and didn't look up at him. Great. She was clearly uncomfortable. He'd been coming on too strongly and he was scaring her off. Right, well, I won't get carried away next time. Draco, that's not what I meant. She reached for his hand and he pulled away. I don't want to fight in public and people will think we're on the rocks. Fine. They finished eating in silence and left arm in arm. A few days later, he received an owl from Pansy asking him to meet for tea. Since Draco hadn't seen her in forever, he briefly forgot how annoying she could be and agreed. I need a date for Blaze's wedding, she whined, eyes fixed on his imploringly. Oh, Pans, I can't. I'm going with Hermione. You know, my girlfriend? Is that still a thing? she quipped. I had seen you guys in The Prophet, but I didn't think it was going anywhere. Well, we are still together. Why don't you just take a Weasley? Molly knows there's enough of them. Pansy groaned. I can't bring someone who's already going. You know, all Jenny's brothers will be there. I RSVP'd with a plus one ages ago, thinking there's no way I'd still be single by now. He carefully stirred his tea. I'm sure you'll think of something. You always do. You're right. I still have a week. She leaned back in her chair. I guess I can see it, now that I think about it. Hmm? You and Granger. He always did have a thing for her. Draco cleared his throat. Why does everyone keep saying that? Pansy smirked. Because it's true. She wrinkled her nose and set her teacup down. Oh, God. You two are going to get married and have little pointy, sorty babies, aren't you? 
And Draco scoffed. I hardly think it's been enough time to start thinking about that. Not to mention that he was alone in his blossoming feelings. She grinned wickedly. That'll be a yes, then. For the love of Salazar, Draco couldn't understand why Blazabini had chosen to go back to his family estate in Italy to get married. It was hardly convenient. This meant acquiring international port keys for all the wedding guests. It did, however, significantly cull the guest list as a lot of witches and wizards weren't willing to travel. I bet it was Ginny's idea, Hermione mused, when she picked her up and voiced his thoughts. How so? It takes the Weasley clan off their home turf. Molly can be a bit overbearing, and the sheer volume of them is probably overwhelming even for the most powerful wizard. Blaze only has himself and his mother, right? Yes, Draco said, curious where she was going with this. Well, it gives them the upper hand then, doesn't it? And also it seems likely that more of the groom's guests will be willing to attend than the bride's. It's really a power move. Hermione Granger, has anyone ever told you you'd make an excellent Slytherin? She smiled and pinched his arm. Maybe once or twice. As a compliment, I assume. He smirked. Oh, it's definitely a compliment. He held out his arm, and much to his delight, she took it. They were headed to the burrow to use the port key provided to the Weasley family. Draco wasn't looking forward to it, but at least it would be over quickly. He could see what Hermione meant by overwhelming as soon as the shabby home came into view. There were redheads everywhere. Why Blaze had chosen to fall for a Weasley, even if she was the least annoying one, was beyond him. But apparently they had met one of Ginny's Quidditch VIP events. As Blaze hobnobbed with the other wizarding elite, he found himself drawn to her. They had struck up a quiet affair, but it quickly turned into something serious when Blaze left his more sordid pursuits to spend all his free time with her. The person he least wanted to see happy, to notice him first, was Ron, as he came marching over, Luna several paces behind him. Malfoy, he seethed. Weasley. Draco slid his arm round Hermione's waist possessively. He waited for the idiot to say something truly inane, so he could respond with a barb, but instead Ron seemed to bite the inside of his cheek, his eye twitching ever so slightly. So glad you could join us, he muttered in a strained voice. Luna smiled up at him. Well done, Ron. Much better than you practised. She patted his shoulder lovingly, not unlike someone might pet their dog for performing a trick. Nice to see you, Hermione. And Draco, you make such a lovely couple. Thank you, Hermione said, as she watched her turn pink again. He just loved to see the colour rush to her cheeks like that. Do we have everyone? Molly stormed out of the house, yelling across the yard. She looked dishevelled, but very much in control. There was no question about who wore the pants in this family. The port key was produced, and everyone gathered around to touch a piece of it. Draco sucked in a breath and held it, always put off by the unsteady feeling of travelling this way. A much-preferred apparition. On the other side, they found themselves in a lush green field in front of a sprawling villa. "'Well, I see why they wanted to have it here,' he whispered to Hermione, as they walked ahead of everyone else. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Her floral dress was blowing in the balmy breeze, and he couldn't help but stare at her for a moment. It really is, he agreed, not entirely meaning their surroundings. Unable to resist touching her for another minute, he quickly took her hand and threaded their fingers together as they finished their ascent up the hill.
Behind the majestic villa there was a rather large vineyard. In lieu of a rehearsal dinner there was a wine tasting. The outdoor deck was done up beautifully, strings of lights casting a warm glow on the guests. The vineyard was adjacent so everyone could look at the trees whose fruits they were now imbibing. Blaze's mother was trying out several new red blends, all of which Draco had forgotten the names of by now. He knew more about French wine, naturally. Hermione was currently chatting with Ginny, and he watched the two of them from his spot on the outskirts of the crowd. She sipped her wine, bringing the glass to her full pink lips, and catching a drop that lingered with her tongue. He thought about her lips and tongue a lot these days, about kissing her again and possibly other things she could do with them. A cream-coloured dress really fit the occasion, and he imagined running his hands up under her skirt, the shape her mouth might make when he touched her there. She smiled and laughed, Ginny suddenly looking over to where he was standing and giving a not-so-subtle wink. Were they talking about him? He had to admit, in her deep burgundy gown and a flower in her hair, she looked like she belonged here. Then Blaze approached and draped his arm around her shoulders, and Draco could immediately see it. They were definitely in love. I offered him a marriage of convenience, but no. The bastard had to go and fall in love. How terribly inconvenient for me! Pansy had sidled up next to him, without him even noticing. Merlin's pans? Warn a guy before you sneak up. You nearly gave me a heart attack. Oh, relax, Mr. Dramatic. I've been here for five minutes. You were too busy staring at Granger to notice. I swear, all of you have gone soft on me. He turned to her and noticed she was looking quite well. She had on an emerald-crossed velvet dress with off-the-shoulder sleeves. And where's your plus one? Pansy rolled her eyes and nodded towards where Gryffindors were gathering. She's over there, chatting with an indiscriminate Weasley, I'm sure. She? Draco questioned, bemused. Yes, if you must know, it's Cho Chang. She had lost her invitation before being able to RSVP and resigned herself to not going. But then she ran into me at the profit office and I asked if she wanted to pretend to be my girlfriend. I thought it would stir things up a bit. Pansy crinkled her nose as she took a heavy gulp of her wine. Bullshit. You like her. Please. I like no one, least of all you. I did tell if anyone asks. I'm excellent with a strap on. Draco snorted. I bet you are. He was so amused by this turn of events that he almost missed Hermione coming beside him and sliding an arm around his middle. There you are, love. She kissed him on the cheek and he felt the warmth flood through him. Oh, hi, Pansy. Granger. Pansy saluted her with a nearly empty glass. Right, well, you two are clearly about to get cute or something, so I'll find someone else to annoy. Is it just me, or did Pansy seem... happy? Hermione asked. Oh, she definitely is. I think she's in love with Cho. Ah, interesting. They both watched as Pansy got another glass of wine and brought one over to Cho, who accepted with a smile. I definitely don't hate the aesthetic of that. Hermione smacked his arm. Excuse me? You're right, Granger, he said, taking her arm in his. You're the only woman I want to picture naked. She blushed furiously and opened her mouth to reply, but he cut her off with a kiss. She tasted like wine and hope. Draco's dissolve was slipping. He wanted her so badly whether this was real or not. Still, he pulled back, running his thumb over her jaw. More wine? She cleared her throat and licked his lips. Uh, yes, I haven't tried this Infidel. 
excellent. He grabbed her hand and poured two glasses from a passing house elf. Then they wandered off to the wooden deck and into the vineyard. Hermione entwined their fingers and rested her head on his shoulder as they walked. He decided not to question it and just enjoy her simple touch. I had no idea Blaze had such a beautiful place here. Me either, to be honest. He never talked about it much. I'm impressed. She stopped walking and turned to look up at him. He could tell by her gaze that she was slightly inebriated, just enough to loosen her lips. Do you really picture me naked? That was not what he was expecting. Granger, I haven't been able to stop picturing it. He swallowed the rest of his wine and threw the glass to the ground before scooping her into his arms and kissing her fiercely. He could taste the tannic flavour of the wine on her tongue and sucked it lightly. She dropped her glass and wrapped her arms around him, moaning into his mouth. Without a further thought, Draco slipped his wand from his pocket and apparated them into their room, pushing her up against the door. Hermione, he growled against her ear, you have no idea how much I've wanted this. He sucked on her skin just below her ear, eliciting the most delicious sound from her mouth. Her fingers scratched his scalp as she ran her fingers through his hair. Draco, she sighed. He pulled the strap of her dress down as he kissed on her shoulder. Oh, I love it when you say my name like that. I'm going to make you scream it. She gasped then and he nipped her skin playfully, his knee nudging her legs apart as he pressed himself against her fully. He brought one hand down and started to pull up her dress, letting his knuckles brush the silky skin of her thighs on their path up to her knickers. Tell me to stop, he pleaded, knowing they were about to pass the point of no return. Her eyes opened and she looked at him pointedly. Don't you dare stop, she ordered, before catching his lips with hers. With her invitation, he pulled the lace to the side and slipped a finger inside. So wet, Granger. She bit her lip and arched her back off the door, giving him better access. He swirled around her clit several times before pumping into her. He quickly added a second finger, enjoying the way she bucked up into his hand. Then he pulled his fingers out and smirked before sucking them clean. Fuck, she cursed. Such a dirty mouth, he murmured, before he kissed her again, pulling her up by the arse and forcing her legs to wrap around his waist. Finally, he backed up from the doorway and carried her over to the bed, setting her down as gently as possible. What do you want? he asked, as he grazed her leg down to her ankle, slipping her red strappy heel off her foot. Fuck me, Draco. He kissed her ankle. With pleasure, love. He didn't just want to fuck her, though. He wanted her begging for it. He took his time, removing her other shoe and kissing his way up her legs. Her dress was pulled around her stomach, and she leaned on her elbows, watching him with hungry eyes. She let out a cry of surprise when he grabbed her legs and yanked her towards the edge of the bed. These knickers are lovely, but let's get them off, yeah? He pulled the red lace down, exposing her cunt to him at last. She moaned in appreciation as he placed an open-mouthed kiss on her inner thigh. You don't have to, she started, but he cut her off by running his tongue through her vaults. I told you, Granger, I want to make you scream. He parted her legs farther and settled himself on his knees. Merlin, Hermione, you're perfect. Draco quite enjoyed eating pussy. He'd been told he was rather good at it, 
that sucking on Hermione Granger's clit was like a religious experience. Her taste was sweet and pure like summer rain. He felt no desire to hurry, but let his tongue roam all her dips and bullies before slipping inside her opening. His nose brushed her sensitive nub as he did so, and her noises became increasingly desperate. She drew frantic circles in his hair with her fingers, her body arching up and down in rhythm with his nips and sucks. She came unexpectedly for the first time, a trickle of fluid escaping as she moaned loudly. Instantly he plunged a finger into her heat to feel the clenching of her muscles. It was exquisite. Please, she whispered. I don't think so. You're not screaming yet. He pushed his fingers deep inside her, her channels still pulsing. He crooked them upwards to reach that textured spot along the front of her wall, and continued thrusting, returning his mouth to her clit. He was painfully hard inside his pants, but watching her come apart like this was worth the wait. Draco hummed into her, knowing she'd be able to feel the vibrations, his fingers increasing their speed. Hermione arched off the bed again. It's too much. I need you to... She sucked hard on her clit, his fingers scraping her G-spot in tandem. Her grip on his hair tightened and she screamed, Draco! And she climaxed again, more intensely than before, if the strength with which she squeezed him was any indication. He licked her slowly through it and registered the sound of laughter. Looking up, he saw she'd covered her face with her hands and was convulsing with giggles, tears streaming down her cheeks. He crawled over her and pulled her hands away from her face. Hermione, you're right. She let out a deep breath. I have never come so hard in my entire life. I... I've never had that kind of reaction before. Oh. He wiped his mouth, continuing to stare at her. You had me worried for a minute. Sorry, she replied, looking a bit sheepish. You're just really good at this. He kissed her again as her hands wandered down his torso and started to undo his pants. Feeling impatient, Draco vanished both of their clothes. A scooter up on the mattress for me, he directed her. She backed up off the edge and settled her head onto the pillows, smiling at him like some kind of angel. After all they'd been through, he'd never expected her to be here with him. But the sight of her naked and spread out before him was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. Fuck, Hermione. I don't deserve this. Still, she was here and he wasn't letting her go anywhere. He bent over her and pinned her wrists above her head with one hand. That's when her eyes widened. Draco, you're so big. She was staring at his cock, hard and ready against his abdomen. Yeah? The idea that he was besting Weasley in this apartment went straight to his head. Yeah, she assured him. She looked as if she were going to say more, but then he took one of her breasts in his mouth and whatever words she might have had turned to moans. He sucked and kissed her tits until she was writhing beneath him. Then he quickly cast a contraceptive spell and lined himself up at her entrance. He groaned as he pushed inside her, having to take his time, even with how wet and ready she was. You're so tight. Draco closed his eyes. The feel of her velvety warmth almost too much. She was perfect, and he couldn't imagine ever wanting to fuck another witch after this. When he was finally 
fully sheathed in her, and they locked eyes. Nothing had ever felt like this before. He threaded their fingers together as he moved, hips gyrating slowly against hers. This was so much more than fucking. Already so turned on, Draco knew he wouldn't last long. He drove into her forcefully, pulling one of her legs up to hit her more deeply. Hermione made appreciative noises, her mouth opening in ecstasy. When he felt himself on the edge, he pulled out. Turn over and grab the headboard. Her eyes darkened and she did as requested. When he re-entered her from behind, she gasped and he bit down on her shoulder, rotting into her like an animal. He felt possessed, gripping her hips roughly and staring at her perfect arse as he filled her. He was completely ruined for other women now. He knew that. The headboard banged against the wall, and Draco thrilled at the idea that the other guests knew perfectly well what they were up to in here. He hoped Weasley was nearby. He moved one of his hands around to her front and stroked her clit in time with his thrusts. Come for me, Granger. Her knuckles turned white on the wooden edge of the headboard as she fell apart again, his name on her lips. This time he felt her walls clench around his cock, and he followed close behind, pumping into her several times before he stilled and spurted his cum deep inside her. The waves seemed endless, and pleasure being pulled in delicious agony from his body, and he wrapped his arms around her tightly. As she let go, they both collapsed to the bed, still connected. Fucking hell, she murmured. I know, he whispered back. Draco sat beside Hermione in the ancient stone church that was part of Zabini's family estate. It was more like a cathedral, really, all delicate stained glass and menacing gargoyles. He might have wondered what the Zabini ancestors were like, if it wasn't for Granger's hand on his leg. It was mostly innocent, just resting there, closer to his knee than his groin, but still. He had been inside of her last night, and despite what all the tawdry witch romance novels exposed... It wasn't his fault his mother found them, sitting in plain view. He had never felt sex with a woman to be a life-changing experience, until Hermione Granger. Blaze was reciting vows to honour and cherish, and Jenny looked like some kind of ginger angel in her white dress and veil. Yet all he could think about was a woman beside him. Would she possibly consider a life with him? Could she forgive him all his past transgressions and stand across from him reciting similar promises one day? He took her hand from where it was rested and laced their fingers together, bringing it briefly to his mouth to kiss her knuckles. She looked up at him and smiled. His heart thudded and he realised just how far gone he was. The dull roar of everyone clapping for the happy couple barely registered to Draco. He clapped along and followed the crowd to the elaborate ballroom that was within the villa. He didn't leave Hermione's side for more than a few moments, neglecting even to fraternise with the other Slytherins. He monopolised her conversation over dinner and stole all her time on the dance floor. It was when Ginny came and stole her to accompany her to the toilet that Blaze finally plopped down next to him. Congratulations, Draco greeted. Thanks, mate. Did you ever think I'd be the one getting married? Blaze wore an awestruck expression, like he could barely believe it himself. Not really, no, Draco smirked. Blaze laughed and shook his head. I suppose we'll be hearing about your engagement next. Oh, I don't know, it's a little... What? Soon? He finished for him. Take it from me, Drake. When you know, you know. 
He grabbed a flute of champagne from a passing house elf and sipped it thoughtfully. At first I thought maybe you and Granger were pretending, like maybe you both just needed a date and didn't want to go alone. Draco gulped. Blaze didn't know how close to the truth he was. But then I saw you dancing. The way you look at her, well, I suppose it's a lot like how I look at Ginny. You really do love her, don't you? Just then, Draco caught Hermione's gaze as she re-entered the room with a giggling Ginny in tow. She waved at him as he brought his fingers up to reciprocate. Yes, he conceded. I suppose I do.